0: Epilogue. I've been protected and helped by a star in the heavens, that of my father. Between the ages of 10 and 13, whenever I was not in school, I would go to the communist youth club of the Union des Juifs pour la Resistance et l'Entraide, UJRE, the Union of Jews for Assistance and Resistance, where I learned Yiddish, among other things. But when I was 14, my mother sent me to a summer camp run by another youth organization, the Borachov Doror. They were socialist Zionists, for whom Hebrew rather than Yiddish was the language to learn. I was sent there because my mother could not afford any other camp. However, after the camp was over, I decided to join that movement, which had its quarters above the Bataclan movie theater and was close to my new home rue oberkampf we had in fact moved to my stepfather's former home which he had finally managed to get back leaving the ujre for the borukhov drawer allowed me to distance myself from my communist stepfather who was active in the party before and after the war he had been a volunteer director of the communist jewish people's choir of paris it was at that time that my 16-year-old sister, who was a cadet at the UJRE, became pregnant. She had been deprived of love and attention, and her equally young partner was an orphan whose parents had both been murdered in a death camp. My sister was sent to a convent for unwed pregnant girls near the Alesia metro station. During those six months, I went to visit her regularly, in spite of the shame I felt. Seven days after her beautiful baby daughter was born, my sister had to give her up for adoption, as she had no support and no money to keep her. I did get to hold her baby girl in my arms before she was taken away. The secret of her baby was the heaviest I had to carry. It was only in July of 2006 that I revealed it to her son at his behest, because he wanted to understand why his mother had suffered such mental distress at the end of her life. At 14 years old, I received an unexpected gift, a first prize in drawing that enabled me to enroll in Elisa Lemonnier Technical College. But family and financial problems prevented me from finishing my third year there. I then worked as a temporary telephone operator, and later as a temp worker, sorting mail at the post, telegram, et Téléphone, I kept attending meetings at the Borachov drawer, and I eventually became a volunteer counselor when I turned 16. Often, on Sunday mornings, I would collect money from the Jewish families on my list for the benefit of the Keren Kayemet Le Yisrael, the Jewish National Fund, which planted trees in the land of our ancestors. On Sunday afternoons, we would sometimes gather the Jewish children playing in the streets of our neighborhoods and take them to have fun and share their meagre gouter, the traditional five-o'clock snacks, in the Bois de Vincennes and other places. At 18, I became a paymistress on contract at the Army's administrative and accounting center in Pantin, where I calculated the monthly pay And benefits for 400 soldiers. I held that job for five years. But my contracts had to be renewed every six months. And I had no hope of advancement because I had never graduated from high school. I had also thought of making aliyah to Israel to work on a kibbutz. But since I was not yet 21 and still a minor, Mama was able to prevent me from leaving the country. Then I worked for her in her old business until 1967 and gave her moral support until the end of her life in 1996, in spite of everything. In July 1962, at the age of 26, I had the good luck to meet the Bengali engineer who changed my life. We managed to marry in April 1965, while he was doing his doctorate in chemical engineering, at the Ecole Centrale in Paris. In 1967, the offer of a teaching position at the University of British Columbia in Vancouver brought us to Canada. In 1969, the birth of our son gave us the joy and pride of parenthood. And in September of that year, my husband was offered a position at Laval University in Quebec, which brought us a bit closer to Paris. In 1971, we moved to Longueuil when a new position as a professor of chemistry opened for my husband there. In 1976, after a law passed requiring the children of immigrants to Quebec to be educated in French, I became a volunteer, helping these children in the English language schools attended by our son, and thus came out of my isolation. I was in turn an academic assistant in French a counselor for younger children, an assistant for children with difficulties, and a self-taught drawing teacher, with no remuneration other than the knowledge that I was useful. In 1990, timidly, I undertook to write this book. I was unable to write the painful passages, and our son suggested that I illustrate them and then organize them in chronological order. Once that was done, I was able to finish the text. In my house in Canada, where I finally feel at home, I still live with the dead in my family. In my nightmares, I see Papa, younger than I am now, skeletal, shaven, and naked, on the path to a crematorium, a terrible image that continues to haunt me. During the long winter nights, I go over my memories and feel sad at being so far from some of my dearest friends and family. But in the morning, if the sun is shining, I open my window and think of those I so unjustly lost as I breathe in the happiness of freedom in this great country we have chosen.